Welcome back to Rude Dude. I am your host, Sadie McSadboy, with my partner, no one at all, and I am here to do a solo episode for you guys. We had Randall Brown, the great, lined up, and he was ready and willing, but our my buddy, my pal, my guy, Cameron, the Cree Davis, has come down with the old streptococcal. He, um, his morning diet of drinking one cup of nails, and um, that's all I got. I don't know. He's not doing well. So we had to pivot. And if you're here and you're listening and you're super bummed because you were super stoked for Randall Brown, the GOAT, fear not because he will be here next week. Um, We just blessed you guys with an incredible guest last week. Um, Jeremy was awesome. And maybe I'll talk about that first. There was a few things that he talked about that I wanted to touch back on that I didn't really get to dive into while he was here because that was already a long episode and he had a lot to say and, you know, we were trying to keep it moving along. Um, But there was a few things. One of the things that he talked about was um, he said, this is your very first, uh, I'm sorry squirrel i got distracted he said this is your parents first time living this life too i thought that that was so profound because it's true isn't it like reminds me of that meme i think i referenced it before but um two rodeos isn't a lot of rodeos am i supposed to know everything by my second rodeo you know, um, so this isn't this or this is your parents' first time living this life, too. What a profound thought. I realized this when I had kids. If you have kids, you might be able to relate to this, but it's like, oh my God, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, no one explained this to me. I, there's no manual for this, like, and I don't even really know how to do this life thing myself. And now I have to bequeath it upon another human. Um, It's a wild thought. And then when I look back and think about when I was, let's say 26 or 28, I mean, me in particular at 28, I was in rehab. Um, But furthermore, I didn't know anything. Uh, And this is no offense to anyone. If you think you know everything and you're 26 years old, that's fine. Maybe you do, but I sure as shit didn't. Um, And 
to, and then I, and then I look back and I apply that to my parents. Right. So my mom was nine years younger than my dad. And I'm going to butcher this. Let's see. I guess my dad, so my dad was a little older. So I think he was like, I have no idea to be honest. Well, I guess I could do math real quick. My dad's 73. I'm 36. So that makes him, I'm on the spot. I'm on the spot. 36. So he was 36 when he had me. So he was 33 when he had my sister. So my mom was 24 and 27. Um, And to think that two people, their first time living this life, just knew everything and knew what to do. Because in my mind, you know, when, when you're younger, adults are these omnipotent beings. They know everything. You look to them for guidance and um, th- you ask them questions. They know the answers, like all the stuff, right? Like, does that make sense? You, you, you just think parents just know. They know everything, right? Well, and then you get to be that age as an adult and it's like, oh, Jesus, I didn't I don't know anything like I I didn't know what to do. I don't know how to tell someone how to live their life. I mean, sure, you can get by as a parent. But to sit here and say, like, I have everything figured out. I don't think anyone does. So. And when he was talking about that, I remembered that. When we were growing up, I forget what age I was. doesn't really matter. Maybe I was 13 or so. My dad lost a substantial amount of money in a bad investment. He got screwed over by a, um, a con art, not, not a con, kind of a con artist. Like it was a legitimate investment until it wasn't, um, Long story short, he lost a shit ton of money. And for some reason, when Jeremy was talking about that, it reminded me of that. And I feel like it was, excuse me, one of the first times I thought about it as an adult. And I realized, oh my God, like I've lost a hundred bucks gambling before and been upset and we're talking about the difference between like him being comfortable and retired now versus him still working right now, which he is. And I never thought of it as an adult of the effect that would have on me as an adult. Oh, and that's why, because Jeremy said he was talking about um, instead of just asking the universe for it, you put it out there. And when he did that scenario, which I would have liked to have asked him if he actually said that, it sounded like he did. But he said when he was responding as his dad, his dad said, you know, I was having a rough time. I had no money in my bank account. I was just trying to put food on the table. Um, so it reminded me like I put myself in that position of if I lost the kind of money that my dad lost when I was younger, like how much stress that puts on you, how traumatic that is. And then you still have to be the breadwinner, 
keep food on the table, keep working, keep grinding, keep being a parent, just keep on keeping on, period, right? And I can't even, I can't even imagine. And I say all that to say this, you know, another theme that we had in the episode with Jeremy was forgiveness. Um, Another incredible one-liner that he had was if I approach something with curiosity instead of, come on, Henry, you got it. Come on, Henry. We're almost there, baby. Come on. If I approach something with curiosity instead of resentment, then healing can happen. So I'm just throwing a dart. I bet a lot of people have resentments against their parents. I bet a lot of people have unresolved trauma and issues and things that they wish their parents did better. And I am absolutely not going to sit up here and defend everyone's parents because some people just suck. We talked about that. We know that if they just fucking sucked, then they just sucked. Okay. I will give you that. But if we can grant people some grace, and this is not just for your parents, obviously, this is for anyone grant people some grace because you, you never know what someone else is going through. Um, and if I apply that to like, oh my God, my dad, when I was a kid, they told us, of course. And I was like, oh, you know, that sucks. But I didn't realize the gravity of it, honestly, until I think Jeremy was doing that role play and spoke as his father. Um, And let's just, you know, (laughs) this brings me back to all like these memes where it's like, my parents used to say, if it ain't one thing, it's another. And now that I'm an adult, it damn show do be one thing or another. Um, it really does, right? And so we thought our parents were just assholes or whatever. We're, we're all going through adult stuff. We all deal with bullshit every day. Um, and and this, sounds, this sounds pretty negative, and I don't want to be negative, but I'm being realistic. You know, we all, we all are going through something and we all have to put on a smile and keep on keeping on. So if we're talking about people that we resent, if we're talking about someone who wronged us recently, just Imagine if you can for a moment that that person is going through something that you have no idea about. If we're talking about resentment towards our parents, you know, one line I I mentioned was, what if they're doing the best they can with what they had? Um, And that's why I love Jeremy's line. It's your parents' first time living this life too. Just because they got some years on you, of course, that gives them more experience, but it doesn't give them all the answers. It doesn't just make life super easy. Um, so, oh, this stuff is distracting me. Okay. So, yeah, I really like that line. And I really think it's important to grant people grace and 
meet them where they're at. And most importantly, what, what is really the, at the bottom of this, not holding that fucking resentment. Let's bring it back. It's selfish. And being selfish is a good thing. Sometimes we have to be selfish because who the fuck is coming to save you? Who's coming to save you? Look around, do the little eyeball thing, you know, hand over the eyes, peeking, peering out who the fuck's coming. Nobody, nobody. Okay. We're not relying on other people in 2024 to save us or make us happy. That shit comes from within. So if we got some nasty shit within, we got to let that shit go. We're leaving it in 2023. We're getting rid of those resentments. We're saying, hey, man, they kind of sucked, but, you know, they didn't have it so easy either. And this is their first time living this life, too. So I'm going to forgive them and I'm going to move the fuck on. Okay. Another thing that he mentioned was instead of asking the universe, put it into the universe, uh, which I also loved. And it reminded me of something my friend Randall Brown said, which is prayer without action is dead. And I was trying to remember the term. I feel like he said it differently. Maybe I could be wrong, but I feel like other people have said prayer without action is just dreams. Maybe I made that up, but I looked it up and it's actually from a Bible verse. Don't mean to get biblical on you. I'm not religious. Don't let this turn you off. I think it's a good story, but here it comes. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give him the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also, also by faith itself, if it does not have work, is dead. And here's why I like that. <clears throat> Again, here we come back to who's going to save you. No one's going to come hand you a Lamborghini. If you want a Lamborghini, you're going to have to work your ass off. You can wish for a Lamborghini. You can pray for a Lamborghini, but you're going to have to put in the work yourself to get there. I think it's so important. His example was instead of asking for it from the universe, I put it into the universe. The other reason I like, I liked that was because you, I truly believe that you attract what you promote. So if I'm flowing with positivity and happiness and joy, I think I'm going to attract some positive, happy, and joyous people. If I'm flowing with negativity and sadness and darkness, I'm going to attract those kind of people. Um, this is all, you can't just sit and wish and hope. Nothing is going to come your way from just saying, man, I really want that, and then sitting on your ass. You've, you've got to put the work behind it. And I guess I, I don't really have a lot more to say than that. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Like, it, put some action behind it um, and put out what into the universe what you want back. Um, and this kind of brings me to... 
This kind of brings me to what I wanted to talk about, which was, I'll be honest, I'm kind of having a rough day today. I felt weird because Cameron told me that he wasn't going to be here. And the whole point of having Randall Brown on is obviously Cameron wants to meet him. You guys have heard how excited he is, how much we've talked about it. And so I was like, man, this doesn't feel right. So luckily Randall was like, do you want to reschedule? Because he also wants to meet Cameron and hear what he has to say. So we rescheduled, but my issues with today started before that. And I actually called my sponsor on the way home, like a a good little feller, like a good little recovery boy. And he had some good stuff to say. Part of, I know what kind of got me a little grumpy. And it was a situation with a coworker. And I called him and we resolved that situation. So that was the initial thing, part of it. But then I was still upset. And when I called my sponsor, I said, man, I can't really put my finger on it. And he said, you don't have to. Feelings are kind of funny that way. They just happen sometimes. And what I try to do is do things that make me feel better, like exercise or playing a game or reading a book or playing with the dogs, whatever it is. So he kind of freed me because I guess I have this idea that I should be able to know exactly what's bothering me. And thus forth, I should fix it, be able to fix it. I know exactly what it is. I pinpoint it. I root it out. I nip it at the bud and I fix it because I I do think that I can do that sometimes. I do think that I have that capability sometimes, but it was nice and reassuring and it took some of the pressure off me just to say it one number one say it to another human being and number two for him to be like you don't have to fucking be gandhi and like totally know exactly what the fuck is going on with you all the time and be able to like fix it immediately some stuff there is no immediate magical fix sometimes you just feel some type of way and you just gotta get through it you like life goes on you know you, you just have to keep moving through it you know if you're going through hell just keep going um and so and so that was nice and it was also nice just to talk with him we we talked for like my whole drive home from work which was like over 30 minutes and i say that as well because i know we have a lot of listeners who aren't in recovery but if you got you guys who aren't in recovery, if you think about it, you have a quote unquote sponsor. Who's that friend that you call when you have a bad day? I know you thought of him already, him or her. Um, and so this is just a reminder. You know, one another one of my favorite isms is a problem shared is a problem cut in half. Right. So reach out to that person, reach out to that person who helps you feel better. Um, 
and cut that problem in half, man. Like let it, let it go because besides he partially gave me solutions, but he partially just listened. And we also talked about some of his problems and we also bullshitted about some stuff that had nothing to do with any kind of problem and just laughed. And just getting out of myself for those 30 minutes made me feel better. And I I knew that. I know that's a tool because if I would have driven home by myself in silence, I would have continued to stew on my thoughts and let them fester until they were a jumbled mess of hatred and anxiety and vitriol. And maybe that is a good idea. Maybe I should do this or that. You know, like I, I could have just let it get nasty. And instead, I reached out and talked to someone who I knew would listen and talk me through it. So I cannot understate the importance of reaching out to your friends and just sharing when when you have an issue, you know, um, it's so important. And I feel better. I I still feel weird, but, you know, kind of like my sponsor reminded me, like, that's okay. We're not going to feel um, great all the time. We just aren't. It, it's not a thing. Um, the highs aren't as high, but the lows aren't as low either. So the other thing, though, that I realized from this is I don't know if I've talked about this on here before or not. I think I probably have, but one of my probably number one pieces of advice that I give to people in recovery when they come to me with problems that they're having is if you don't like your situation, then change it, do something about it. Like if you're not making enough money, find a new job. If you don't like your boss, find a new job. If you don't like your boyfriend or girlfriend, break up with them if they're an asshole or whatever. And I know, I know I'm oversimplifying it. It's not that easy, but here we come back to no one's going to save you. And the reason that I'm saying this is because guess who's a little unhappy? this fucking guy. So guess what this fucking guy has to do? He has to take a little bit of his own advice. And ain't that the hardest thing to do? Boy, I tell you what, I am the first person to be like, if you don't like your situation, change it. Well, guess what? I don't like my situation. So it is time for me to take my own advice and do something about it. And I do have some stuff in the works, but I just think that's a, I think that's another important point is, uh, do you take your own advice? The, what would you tell someone else to do that was in your situation? Well, if I would tell them that they need to change their situation, that it's their responsibility, their happiness is their responsibility. And if they think they're in a bad situation, it's up to them to change it, to fix it, to get themselves out of it. If I would tell that to somebody else, then why in the fuck wouldn't, I listen and tell myself. So here we are, put it on the pod, put it out in the ethos. I am working on changing 
my situation because uh, I'm a little unhappy. Um, yeah, so I'm glad to uh, to say that out loud. And um, <clears throat> another thing, also, I would like to make it clear that I'm not talking about my relationship because, as some of you may know, I recently just got engaged and Cameron was like, maybe you can talk about that. When we were talking about what I was going to talk about, let me say, talk about one more time, talk about, talk about, talk about Cameron was asking what I was going to talk about. He's like, maybe you could talk about <laughs> your engagement. Um, it was incredible. I mean, I did a great job. Let's be honest overlooking on a on a vista point overlooking the golden gate i mean it was awesome it was it was really um spectacular not uh not because san francisco holds a dear place in my heart um it's actually tattooed on my back the golden gate bridges and you know my favorite sports teams are from san francisco go giants go warriors go niners and also it's it was very special to my dad my mom used to take my his mom used to take them as a treat to go see shows and go eat and stuff in the city and in turn he did the same thing for me and my sister when we were young uh we would we would drive there a lot and um and go to dinner or do whatever have a day whatever so it's a very special place in my heart and uh so i wanted to kind of extend that and share that with my fiance and give her a special memory there the way i have special memories there and if you've never seen the golden gate in person it is a fucking marvel and to think that they built it over a hundred years ago is absolutely insane um you cannot you cannot understand the magnitude of it if you haven't been across it or seen it. Uh, it, I mean, it's majestic. There, there's no other way to put it. It's incredible. And you have the vastness of the Pacific Ocean out this way. And then across the other way, you have uh, the, Sam, the view of San Francisco and all these buildings smashed together on this hillside of skyscrapers. Like, it's just freaking cool. So that was an awesome experience. Um, even though I'm not sure, not sure she sells seashells by the seashore. I'm not sure she said yes. She said she did. She definitely nodded. She definitely nodded, but I don't know that she actually uttered the word yes. Let me let me just take away your fears. She does want to marry me, but uh, I don't know that she the word yes actually left her lips. She was quite shocked. Uh, and it was a good old fashioned blasty blast. My mom, her husband, my dad, my sister, my niece, and my oldest daughter, Katie, were all there physically right there, like watching. Um, and it was fucking amazing. It was really awesome. And it was a really a really special moment, I think, for my family as well, because, you know, as you may have heard on the episode with my sister, excuse me, they all at one point or another had half ass or full ass 
given up on me, you know, and thought that I was resigned to being this, let's be honest, my words, not theirs, worthless, useless waste of life. Like I, I wasn't going to amount to anything. I wasn't going to be anything. I was just going to be a drunk. You know, that's, that's what I thought. That's what I believed. Uh, fast forward, here we are. I'm proposing to the woman I love and I brought them all along because it was special to me and they're special to me. And I mean, fuck, what a moment, what a moment. It's all coming full circle, man. Pretty fucking radical. One last thing I'll touch on here. Uh, Jeremy also recommended that book, a new earth by Eckhart Tolle. And I've started listening to it on tape because I'm way too ADD to read a nonfiction book. My brain just goes wild. So if you're like me and you have trouble reading nonfiction, uh, I recommend you listen on tape. Try listening on, I guess it's not really on a fucking tape anymore. A track, get it on a track. Um, but I listen while I drive and then if I'm driving, focusing on the road, not texting anybody, I can pay attention. I find myself rewinding 30 seconds all the time because I did miss something. But alas, I digress. So here's a quote from that that was an absolute motherfucking banger. And it goes, the change goes deeper than the contents of your mind, deeper than your thoughts. At the heart of the new consciousness lies the transcendence of thoughts, the newfound ability to rise above thought, realizing a new dimension within yourself that is infinitely more vast than thought. What a liberation to realize that I am not the voice that's inside my head. What a liberation to realize that I am not the voice that's inside my head. Holy baboon titties. I mean, wowza. What a, revel- what a liberation to realize that I'm not the voice that's inside my head. And so I'm going to tie this together because one of our good friends, friend of the show, messaged us about some thoughts he was having and was like, am I a piece of shit? Am I crazy for thinking that? And this comes to mind. And this is what Cameron and I told him. We, we said, first of all, no, you're not a piece of shit. Cameron even went so far as to say, and don't talk about yourself like that because we don't talk about ourselves like that. Uh, you know, and we don't want you talking about our friend like that, but, We are not our thoughts, nor do we control our thoughts. You know, we talked about, we talked about intrusive thoughts on here, which I have all the time. Um, We're working in this like third story of this apartment building and the window was out and I was just looking out it. And obviously my brain was like, we could just fucking, what if we just right now? And of course I wouldn't do that, but. It happens. And and that's a perfect example of like, that's a dumb, uncontrolled thought that you, that your conscious being didn't come up with that you just let go. You just, well, yeah, that's a dumb idea. Well, obviously we're not doing that. I'm just going to let that go on by. And we can apply that 
to any of our thoughts, all of our thoughts. Like we, one of the other things that they talk about in med- meditation, um, like I think it's like a tick not Han. I'm going to say prophecy. It's not the word, but I just want to say it because that's all I got right now is let it go by like leaves on a stream. So we see the leaf. There it is. Oh, that's cool. I actually have a leaf in my hand (laughs) randomly. There was a leaf on my desk. So we see this leaf. It's going by. Cool. What's good leaf. All right, then pimping. Have a good one. Appreciate you. Um, just, we just let it go by. So like another thing we talk about for addicts and alcoholics is, oh my God, I had, I I thought about using, is that bad? No, it's not bad. We are drug addicts. We are alcoholics. We use drugs for 10, 15, 20, 30 years to think that we would never again even cross our mind that we might want to drink or get high is absurd. It's literally fucking absurd. It's nonsensical to even consider that. So we don't beat ourselves up over our thoughts. Our, and this is, here comes this line. What a liberation to realize that I'm not the voice that's inside my head. child okay i'm only skin deep into this thing i'm in like chapter one so i can't fucking tell you yet i will be able to but i can't tell you yet who the fuck we actually are but there's a whole lot of stuff going on there between the ego and the id and whatever the hell else but we are not these crazy thoughts that we have and they're okay don't beat yourself up over your thoughts and that's what we told our friend we said Nope, buddy, you're not crazy. We have those same thoughts, but you know what? Where are your feet at? You're here now. This is where we're at now. We're not going to dwell on the past. One foot in the past, one foot in the future leaves you pissing on the present. Okay? We're not worried about this stuff out here in la-la land. We're worried about where our feet are right now. And we're not worried about what the shitty committee is cooking up up there in our little dome pieces trying to freak us out and bring us down. We are going to say what's good to that little leaf in the stream. Hello, player, player. Move on by. Good to see you. Thanks for coming. Appreciate you. Please don't come back. But if you do, I'm going to tell you, see you later again. It's all gravitational. I don't know what I'm doing right now. Um, You know, just let it let it pass on by. We are not our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. I have weird ass thoughts that I would never act upon. So I guess what I'm coming to is <clears throat> the ones that aren't so weird, but you don't want to have the ones that would have you pick up a drink, but you're an alcoholic or pick up a drug, but you're a drug addict. Treat those the same as the one that says, hey, we should just jump out this window. Nope, that's a dumb thought. You can just fuck right off with that. Thanks for coming, but uh, don't come back. Fuck right off. Um, Treat, we are not our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. I think the point across kind of rambling now. (sighs) Well, 
you know, I kind of feel better. I kind of feel better just doing this. I, uh, had a shitty workout. I did work out as protocol would state. It sucked because my shoulders messed up. I'm sorry, guys. Have I been a drag today? I'm sorry if I've been a drag, but when I thought about what I would talk about, I just wanted to be real. I just wanted to be real with where I'm at and be honest. Um, we had some good, we had a good response to the holiday edition, uh, which was, we were like, Hey, we're having a tough time like everybody else. And so here I sit again and, and let's back out for a moment. Everything doesn't suck. I'm fine. My life is good. He's in jail. And all of a sudden my problems feel small because I'm not sleeping on concrete with a one inch mat. That's basically worthless eating slop out of a plastic tray, wearing underwears that a bunch of other dudes done more and tidy whities at that. Okay. So think about the quality of your problems. The quality of my problems is good. Now, could I be better? Of course. Could I be worse? Fuck yeah. So I'm good. Don't, don't send out the red alert. And I'm sorry if I brought you down. Um, I know we try to bring the positivity, but I'm just being real. This is just kind of, this is where I'm at today. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. If you have listened this far, thank you as always for the support. Uh, we appreciate you guys more than, you know, Cameron will be back next week. Find us on everything rude dude pod everywhere. Share it with a friend. If you're not a big social media person, text it to your friend. Uh, we would appreciate it. It would mean a lot to us. Um, With that being said, I will end this how Cam always ends this. I love you, Cam. And I love you too, Hen. And remember, boys and girls, be yourself and fuck what they think. I'm going to give this. <laughs> I need my partner back. I can't do it at all. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh.